0: Welcome to the Curiosity Key Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Wyman. I'm a B2B business development strategist and I specialize in helping people unleash their inner curiosity to help them grow their business. I also specialize in helping people leverage the power of LinkedIn to grow their business, develop personal brands and do lots of amazing things. Now there are many incredible companies, products, and services out there that offer genuine solutions that are really making a difference. Unfortunately, the reality is that bigger brands or inferior solutions are winning all of the business because they're better known and have a bigger market presence. Now, one of the things that I am incredibly passionate about is the concept of business for good, and that businesses that are purpose-driven and doing more than just generating a profit for themselves actually win more in the long-term. And I met today's guest, Paul Dunn, last november so i've not known him for very long but he's one of those people that fills a room you know when you see him present he captivates the audience he's an absolutely incredible speaker an incredible mentor and he's doing wonderful things with the b1g1 team over in singapore So what is B1G1? B1G1 stands for Buy One Give One. It is a global organization and they are helping companies, both small and large organizations, incorporate a giving culture into their business, which will make a global impact, which also helps them grow their company. Anyway, enough waffling from me because I'm going to interview Paul and Paul is going to tell you more about it. I've been a member of B1G1 for a few months now and it's made a huge difference in my business personally and also helps me. give back to a wider cause which I absolutely love. Anyway in this episode we talk about the power of small, we talk about mentoring, we talk about business for good and we also talk about making a difference. So I hope you love this episode as much as I do and I hope that you find Paul just as captivating as I have as well. So let's get stuck in shall we? And welcome to this episode of the Curiosity Podcast, where I'm joined with Paul Dunn from B1G1. Welcome, Paul. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast.
1: Charlie, I, well, first of all, I'm I'm thrilled to be here, and what a and thank you for the invitation, and what a beautifully named podcast, like right? Curiosity, right? So uh, I am so looking forward to uh, where our conversation goes, and for everybody joining us, thank you. And thank you again, Charlie, for inviting me. I'm really privileged to be here.
0: Oh, brilliant. So my curiosity led me to meet you, uh, which was only last year. And I have to say that um, you are such an energetic a force to be reckoned with <laughs> and i'm so thrilled um to be part of the b1g1 community which we'll explain a little bit more about shortly but also uh, yeah. i think since meeting you in was it november or december um yeah i think i've met you about 3 times since and considering that i'm based in the uk and you're over in singapore it's quite <laughs> remarkable really
1: well i mean the world the world is very different right than it, than it used to be i mean i was is uh, uh, you know cuz you were here i think about a couple of years ago in singapore and it's an amazing place to be and uh, and a wonderful place to uh, to run you know a global enterprise but then again anywhere is a wonderful place to uh, to run a global enterprise. you know the, uh, the, there's never been a time like this. I mean, as you know, we can uh, businesses there's no such thing I think now as a small business, quote, unquote, small business. Right? Everybody is a global business and has that capacity uh, to do that. And what you and I know is that there are people, maybe some of whom are joining us right now. Who are actually running a business, and I and I mean this positively, right, are running a business in their bedroom. You could not have done that years ago, and they're outperforming, you know, the, the sort of standard businesses because they're now able to turn things around faster. They can essentially be twenty four hours by uh, using, uh, you know, people in the gig economy and various parts of the world, and so on and so forth. So, this is um, an amazing time uh, to. Uh, to be in business once we once we grasp it and and really run with all the opportunities are there and get curious about how can we continue to use those opportunities to do things that amaze us as entrepreneurs and at the same time uh, you know amaze the customers with whom we're dealing as well
0: and that's, that's what I love about being curious is that I think when you let your natural curiosity go wild, amazing things can happen and the world really is your oyster. You can just achieve whatever it is that you want.
1: Yeah. I was, I was saying to someone the other day, it's, it's very interesting you said that, um, you know, I, I was, I was, um, mentoring a whole group of people, startups actually, um, and, and startups are kind of interesting. And, um, I, I, I remember I had a picture on, on the slide of an eyeball, right? And it was a sort of scary picture in a way, come to think of it. Uh, but anyway, it was this eyeball. And uh, what, I, what I said was you know, when we think about improvement and all of that kind of stuff, particularly self improvement, we tend to think that what, and we get told, you know, what we what we need to do is to look inward, you know, because all change, you know, here's the guru voice, right? All change comes from within, right? So we need to sort of go deep and all those sorts of things. And, and I mean, I really get that. I absolutely get it. But then, so I had this arrow kind of thing showing inward, you know, going into the eye. And I said, but really, when you think about it, uh, it really should be the other way. We, we, we should be looking outward, not because we want things to change around us necessarily. I mean, suddenly we've got to change. But it's only when we look outward. That we see the opportunities that are there to make enormous contributions uh, to the way in which the the world works. And by the way, when when you hear me say enormous contributions, that doesn't mean that we have to be you know large businesses and all of that kind of stuff. It's really not about that. As you know, uh, one of the things that I talk about very frequently is the is the power of small, the ability to to really see that tiny things can can make absolutely massive differences uh, to the way that businesses work and hence the way, the experience that the customer has. And, you know, I've talked with a a guy yesterday, actually, a guy I mentor, and he's in Oxford, right? So uh, as in Oxford, United Kingdom, right? So Mm -hmm. this is not a Singapore. And uh, his name, I'll tell you his first name. His first name is Joe. And Joe is a garden designer. Okay, so in some ways, Joe is 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 kind of fixed in a sense, be be because it's easier for him, or at least it used to be easier for him to de- deal with people who wanted to create beautiful gardens in Oxford. And uh, through some of the mentoring things that we started to do with him, he said yesterday, he said, "You know what?" He said, "The process that I used to go with my customers, you know, they would they would they would come, there were prospects at least would come in." And he said, "If I counted the amount of time that it took for me to go visit with the customer, uh, for me to measure this and measure that, and you know, design, and then how do you feel about the design? Which are the ones you're going to choose, and all that kind of stuff?" He said, "It was actually, uh, it may have taken you know, two or three months for that, but it was actually in terms of time, it was like about two weeks of his personal time to do that." And uh, yesterday, I was sharing on a, a particular uh, thing. It's now," he said, "Isn't it?" He said, "It's now a matter of hours, wow. not even days." And that's because he was always asking, you know, being curious. How can I make that little change? That little change? That tiny little change? Um, and it's only when you do that. Well, it's not only when you do that, but when you do that, you get to see that it's very small things that make a difference. Let me give you a very simple example of of Joe, right? So Joe's, most of Joe's business is from what what uh, many people uh, joining us now might actually do. That is, they might have things that they call quotations or proposals, you know, where the customer says, or potential customer says, okay, well, can you get back to me with a proposal or something or uh, a quote or whatever?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: when you, think, when you think about, you know, a typical quote, a typical quote says, okay, it's my pleasure to quote the supply and delivery of, you know, seven of these, nine of these, three of these. And then we sort of add it all up and we underline it and, and everything else. That's what a typical thing looks like. And and so uh, and what, guess what the customer focuses on? Well, the customer focuses on, there's this, there's this thing which is called the peak end effect. Without getting too technical about it, it's called the peak end effect, which basically means that we tend to remember the last thing we hear. That tends to be, mm-hmm. that's a very simple one. It's a bit more complex than that, but that's what it means. so if you think of that normal uh quote quote unquote quotation, guess what <laughs> The last thing they is the price okay that's the last thing that they see and anybody joining us right now just, just just write down a couple of numbers in fact just let's just play with the numbers that I use all the time. just write down you know uh let's say let's put a pound sign and let's go. 1,038.00, right? Let's just imagine in your head now that that's what the price was at the bottom. Let's do the same thing and let's just remove the pound sign. Let's just remove it. All of a sudden, that number looks smaller. Now, let's remove the do- the, 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 the comma, right, from the 1,038. All of a sudden, the number looks smaller. And let's remove the decimal 00 and all of a sudden the number looks smaller. Now, the number is still the same. There's no question about the number is the same. The reality is the customer will see it smaller. And that's weird, right? Mm. But it's still the last thing they hear so or they, that they see. So, in working with Joe, and, and I'll tell you something about the numbers in a minute, in, in working with Joe, he said, Joe, why don't you reverse that? And instead of calling it a quotation, why don't you call it a plan, right? So, in other words, so here's the quotation. You would say, no, here's the plan moving forward. And yeah. then let's <laughs> say he was doing a proposal for you, Charlie, it would say, Hi, Charlie, it was great to speak with you on the phone today. And based on what you've told me, it seems like this is what your investment or this is what the price is going to be. It's going to be 1,038 or whatever mm-hmm. the number is. And then he would say, and that includes a number of very special things. And guess what? All of a sudden, the person reading that is now focused on those very special things, not yeah. the price. Joe said, Joe <laughs> told me yesterday, he said, boy, well, it's almost embarrassing. I'm embarrassed uh, to tell you. I don't know why you'd be embarrassed, but he 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 said he was. That I'm now. This is, this is crazy. I'm now at almost a hundred percent conversion on wow. those quotes. And and he said. So I know what you're going to say to me. I know you're going to say. Well, therefore your price is too cheap. And he said, Paul. Since we've been working together, the price is twice what it was before. Twice, and. You know, that's a simple example of the power of sport. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very I very small. I well, know. I talk and a lot about players. people
0: because <laughs> um, two of my uh, sporting heroes, um, you know, it's uh, Dave Brailsford, that manages Team Sky, um, you know, his ethos, which is all around looking at the smallest things that you can make changes, yeah. you know, you sort of make 100 small changes rather than change one big thing because exactly then you'll have much right. greater exactly impact. Right. Um, and I think I was talking, it was uh, Natalie Jamieson, who was a previous guest on this yes. podcast, wait, wait, wait. who yeah, had we listened know, to I me drone on about, about sports on. and micro commitments and things like that for ages. And also talk about my uh, desire to embed uh, kind of business giving into my business yeah. because I wanted to create an impact and I didn't like the charity model. Um, because I do that already through the LinkedIn local events that I organize, but I wanted something slightly different. And I hadn't yet found that solution. And she said, Oh, there's this event, uh, you need to come and meet uh, Paul Dan, and Masami <laughs> and talk about, you know, just come and, and talk to them. And that's how I was introduced to uh, yourselves and to be one G one. And I think it was as soon as you started talking about the power of small, that, you know, you only need to say one thing or not you necessarily, but, you know, if you go somewhere, the speaker or the event host or somebody just needs to say one thing that generally just hooks you in. And oh. then you're like, just keep telling me, just keep talking, <laughs> you know, tell me what I need to do. And um, yeah, so that's kind of, I wanted to get you on this podcast as well to talk about um, B1G1, the power of small, and also about incorporating business giving in a way that not only helps you make an impact in this world but then also helps you um, grow your own business as well Um, but I think because like just backtrack a little bit and just introduce yourself because as we can as we've just uh, talked about you know you have a lot of business mentoring experience you have a lot of business experience and now you're involved with uh, B1G1 in a really big way so can you just introduce yourself from that kind of how you bring it all together, and also what brought you into the B One G One community as well.
1: Mm, sure, I can. Uh, sure, I can. And uh, let me make, hopefully uh, let me make some people feel. Uh, someone described my voice the other day, and they said, "Oh, Paul, you've got an Australian accent." But I oh, God, no, really, no. Uh, be, because I was hoping that I hadn't lost my English accent because I was born in Dover uh, in uh, in the United Kingdom, right? And um, uh, and then I was, uh, you know, you. you uh, Charlie, you, anybody who you talk with these days is, uh, and who has the privilege of doing what I do, which is you know talk from stages and and all of that sort of stuff, and then you're supposed to have a classic story, right? Which is uh, typically people talk about the, the the hero's journey, you know, where the hero is you know like going through stress, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, and wonders happen. <laughs> And 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 so, if your listeners are expecting you know me to go through that, I would love to go through that. Except that's not how I see uh, my life. <laughs> I see it as just extraordinary luck. Seriously, extraordinary luck. Um, and sure, you can say, well, you make your luck. But I, again, I, I don't see it that way. It, it's it's um, so how, how lucky can you be to uh, way back before you were even thought of in your parents' eyes, let alone born? Um, how lucky could you be to get plucked out of a mining village that that was where I was down in the, the southeast Kent coalfield, and um, plucked out of that, and someone says we want you to come to Australia and we want you to be one of the first ten in Hewlett Packard in Australia. I mean, it's like, oh how cool is that right and you're actually sitting down and you know having breakfast and lunch occasionally with bill hewlett and dave packard and i was speaking in in um in silicon valley recently um in in the u.s and and on the on the plane on the way there there was a there was a movie playing which was uh all about silicon valley and and it reminded me that Silicon Valley was founded by Bill Hewlett and Dave Packer, right? All those years ago. So, again, how lucky could I be to be a part of that? And then to go on and form one of Australia's first computer companies, and, and then to go to a seminar to get dragged to a seminar, actually, really dragged. I don't want to go to a seminar. <laughs> Why do I want to go to a seminar? You know, at that point, we had this computer company, this is way back when. Um, and you know, it was doing what, 23 million or something. And, um, uh, and, uh, someone said, you know, we want you you come to this seminar? And I said, why would I want to go? I got, you know, 150 people on the live, why would I want to go? Anyway, long story short, they, they, they got me there. And, uh, here was somebody who I'm sure that many of uh, your listeners would, would know of, if not know, or he's no longer with us, but this is James Roan or Jim Rohn. And uh, there was Jim Rowan, and it's, I go, "Oh my gosh!" And I, I kind of saw myself as as him. It was really, really weird. Um, and that was when I realized that um, inside me there was this passion to to speak, to uh, be able to say to people, "Hey, you know, there's really amazing things that we we can do." And so I didn't really know how to do that, but I but I thought, "Well, let's give that a bit of a whirl." And um, And uh, that created a thing called the Results Corporation. And we ended up uh, with an amazing business where uh, we were responsible for all of the marketing for some 23,000 businesses. Uh, And then uh, out of that, I I, I then created a a program. for uh, it wasn't really, well it was the program yes for accountants, I realized that I'm not an accountant by the way, but I realized that all of these twenty three thousand businesses had one thing in common, which was accountants. so I thought wouldn't it be interesting this is this this is looking outward thing again right wouldn't it mm. be interesting if 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 instead of accountants saying, "Oh, you know we help you report or we, we re- report on history wouldn't it be interesting? to help them flip that 180 degrees and say, what we do is we help our selected clients create history. And of course we had the technology then, meaning intellectual technology as well, to help them do that. And so that created this amazing thing called the accountant's Camp. And uh, the folks in, in the United Kingdom gave me some really nice uh, awards for all the things that we did right then. And then in, um, in 2006, I, uh, was actually mentoring Masami, who you mentioned a minute ago. And uh, she was uh, uh, running... Uh, she was Japanese chef, actually, at that point. She, she was running uh, a, a tiny little food business. And then uh, in the mentoring thing, um, she... You know, typically when you're being mentored, it is the mentor that asks the questions of the mentee, right? Right. So anyway, so we're in this session and and Masami sort of changes it up and she says, I've got a question for you. I said, okay, what's the question? And she said, well, um, I've just had these things start occurring to me. And she said, I want you to imagine something. And I said, "What do you want me to imagine? She said, well, what if, this this was a question, what if every time business was done, something great happened in our world? And and I said, well, it's an interesting proposition. And she said, well, it's a little more than that. She said, I, I've, 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 I've got a name for it. And I said, oh, really? What's the name? She said, well, it's called Buy One, Give One, she said. And I said, okay, okay, so how does that work? And Because uh, it, it didn't sound that kind of cool to me at that point. And then she said, well, imagine if you would, and those of you listening to us now, just imagine you you you're me at this point right so she says, well Paul, imagine going to buy a plasma TV this is in 2006 right and uh, imagine that and uh, and I said, well wait a minute, this thing's called buy one give one she said yes I said well, well if I go and buy a, a plasma TV the people I'm buying it from aren't going to give me another one so she said, no 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 no, no. you misunderstand she said imagine this you want to get this tv because you want better vision right so how would it be if when you bought that tv somebody who could not see got the gift of sight just Mm -hmm. because you did that and i remember going oh oh my goodness (laughs) and then she sort of heard that sort of suck of air if you will and and said "Or." Imagine all of the cups of coffee that are sold today and imagine if for every one of those, um, uh, every time that happened, a kid in need got access to pure life-saving water just because of that. Or imagine if someone buys your book, you know, that a tree gets planted. And I remember saying, can I be your mentor for the rest of your life? (laughs) You know. And uh, and uh, that was when that uh, that started. I mean, that's the short version of the story. And then uh, so we started that in uh, in 2007. It, it sounds like a really simple idea, but I think everybody joining us would understand that it's not so easy to actually do. And it took us three years to figure out. Just like you, you know, we said with well, the typical kind of charity model, like we get it, but it doesn't really kind of make sense. Uh, for all sorts of reasons. And, or there has to be a, 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 a not that it doesn't make sense, but there has to be a different way mm-hmm. of doing that, which is this way of B1, we call it now B1G1, as you said. Um, and so now uh, it took three years to figure it out. How do you get a model where uh, I can, as you know, we can say to you, no, Charlie, every time you give fully, a hundred percent of what you give goes to where you choose it to go, right? And and there's what, 500 projects that are high impact projects around the world. And um, since you and I are talking right now on Zoom and so we can see each other. And so you can see behind me that little number there, which uh, later today is going to get changed because it's now 181 million uh, wow. giving impacts that um, have been created through this this model, this this movement, if you will, which um, we're so privileged to have people like you, people like Natalie, um, you know, joining us. And so, what's interesting about that, going back to the power of the small, is if you if you think about business, we tend to think that. You you know you've got to be large. You you've got to. You, you, people say, well, someday when I'm when I'm successful, right? <laughs> You know whatever that means. <laughs> then I think you know I'll, I'll think about my fortune and I'll think about my legacy and you know I'll probably do something about that. But what if you didn't have to wait? What if what if you could actually do the things that I just mentioned? What if you could do that for one cent? Mm-hmm. What if you could do that? Right? What if you could give? A kid access to water. Well, wouldn't you want to do that? Wouldn't you want to sort of link your giving in a particular way? Now, you might say, "Well, why would you do that? Why would you want to do that?" Answer the question. The people that we are so privileged to serve in B1G1, you're in that, as you know, uh, say to us so what actually happens is it's not sort of like giving in the in the in the strict sense of the word. Um, we said, "Well, what do you mean by that?" And they said, "Well." because of the way in which B1G1 works, what actually happens in our company when we use this is it, it shifts the spirit of the company. Another way that they say that is it transforms it. And, and you know, I mean, that's not what we set out to do uh, initially. It was just how can we find a very smart way uh, to make it so easy for small to medium-scale businesses, which, as you know, make up 90% of, of uh, the most of the economies in the so-called developed world um how can we do that and so yeah there's the there's the story which probably took way too long to tell you but hopefully there along the lines there were some uh, some uh, little uh, tidbits which were kind of interesting for the people uh, no
0: listening. I love it because I think it's you know, I've I've heard it a few times now. You know, having been to uh, various B One G One events, and uh, I will give the B One G One X uh, event a little bit of a plug at the end of this. <laughs> oh, <I did> <laughs> at the end of this it's episode. Cool. <laughs> Uh, because I think the last time that we saw each other was over, in, it was back in February in London. And it was a yeah. two-day like um, B1G1X event that it was called. And what yeah. was so fantastic about that was that it had, uh, it was a bit like TEDx events. So for anybody listening, yeah, um, if you've never been to a TEDx event, it brings together speakers talking about something that they're passionate or curious about. And it's all very inspiring, very engaging and, and very uh, motivating as well. So the B1G1X event brought together lots of members of the B1G1 community from different sized businesses. So you got to hear about how individuals, so like myself, I'm a a very, you know, like kind of micro business, it's just me. Uh, So how I'm using... um, you know, giving impacts in my business. And then also how bigger companies are not only engaging better with their clients, but also engaging better with their team to, um, you know, create a more positive impact in the world. And it was just such a wonderful experience to be sat in a room for two days with like minded people, all really, really committed to making a difference in this world. And it was just amazing.
1: Well, then, I can yeah, see the, you so know, the next
0: you event they're doing, um, it's uh, Steve Pipe, who an incredible person and he's uh, organizing another event in October as well. So I will include the link (laughs) um, in the show notes to that as well. So I strongly recommend if you're interested in anything that we're saying today, you're based in the UK or in Europe and want to come and find out more, then join us at the event in October.
1: It's going to be a a, a great event. And part of the reason, by the way, part of the reason for that is that, um, you know, in uh, a, a friend of ours, um you know called daniel Priestley, who is you know runs the key person of influence program in the united kingdom and someone that uh, I, I mentor as well dan puts it very well and and dan says he has this interesting uh three-letter phrase which says this well actually let's make it four four-letter phrase right and so it's your environment dict- oh actually let's make it five your environment dictates your performance you can say that in three. environment dictates performance right or you can put the word you're in there and what that means is that uh, you know just consider for example that uh, we meaning you and I and the people listening to that listening to us uh, joined uh, we, we had the privilege of working in Google for a week let's just imagine now when we 're in that environment are we more than likely to be a little more creative than we are in the in the environment that you know, we might normally be in the answer that is, of course. Um, and so you, you can kind of get it, right? And so part of that environment, rather obviously, is the people that you hang up with, right? That's part of the environment. So, why wouldn't you want to hang out with people who, uh, you know, if you're a, a small, tiny business or a startup, why wouldn't you want to be sitting next to someone who was that and said, This is what I did? And look, I incorporated giving straight away and it's oh, it's just been amazing because you know it helps me connect to myself. It helps me connect you know over there. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Um and so yeah, that's I think one of the uh really interesting benefits. And and to come back to the point of the the you know, your podcast or at least the brilliant name of it, Curiosity, right? Why wouldn't you want to be sitting next to someone and be able to say, How did you do that? Right? How did you know, and just be able to be in an environment where, even on you know, Facebook groups and the like, you're able to sort of pose those kind of questions, and as a result, uh, kind of do things that you never even thought it were possible to do, and yet you can do them. I mean, who would have thought that? you know, three or four years ago, well, let's go back five years because it was actually five years ago. Who would have thought that you and I could be seeing each other on a call right now, mm-hmm. right? Video, video, full HD video. And, you know, here we are recording everything and so on. And who would have thought, and that's free, right? Who would have essentially, who would have thought we could have been doing that? I mean, it's just like, what? It's yep. amazing, right? And so all of these, uh, all of these, Things, these new things that are coming, uh, are there. By the way, I also think there's, they come with a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a, a, a warning. But in as much as I, I think that when I'm in Silicon Valley, it's interesting uh, when you're there. Uh, you know, the reality is that there is a sad reality, and and the sad reality is that when you think about kids, for example, um, uh, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll show you how it's actually thinking about us as well. You know, we find uh, when I'm holding up my phone to you right now, we find that many kids are more connected to the phone than they are to the family. But then again, when you look at the family, you find the family is more connected to their phones than the kids, right? So, so I, I think this also gives us an opportunity as well to kind of think ab- about things in different ways and say, how can we get lots of things done in a different way so that we are free then to be doing the human thing? right mm. uh, that are there and to connect and one of the interesting things about that uh, as as you know in uh, in b1g1 or well let's not talk about it in b1 g1 terms in a minute let's just say that I, I find it very very interesting that uh, you know three and a half years ago well actually yeah three and a half years ago in uh, uh, 2015 uh, some interesting business people who your users, or your listeners, I should say, would would be familiar with, you know, Sir Richard, as in Sir Richard Branson, uh, Paul Polman, he uh, formerly of Unilever, big business, but so in tune with what's happening at a small uh, level. Now the president of the International Chamber of Commerce um, and other people like Bill Gates and so on were there in this room in geneva mm-hmm. launching these incredible things that you can see on the wall behind me you can uh, called the united nations uh, sustainable development goals and these are 30 targets you know as you and i speak right there's there's all sorts of things happening with uh, you know climate change and and people having strikes and whatever whatever it is they're doing saying hang on it's about time we noticed all of these things what's really interesting Is on the 15th of, wait there, the 23rd of September in 2015, all of these business leaders got together and said one important thing. They said this, they said, you know what? It's not governments that change our world. I just want everybody to hear that. It's not governments that change our world. They said, the reason we are together today in Geneva is because it is businesses that change our world. Mm-hmm. And so when businesses have a common language, when businesses really understand that that simple point about businesses are the ones that change, well, certainly governments can enable it and everything else. When we get that, then we get this deeper responsibility that we have to actually make a difference. And how cool is it that we've now got a common language called the Sustainable Development Goals, these 17 goals uh, that we need to hit by 2030? And and I, I used to say, in fact, probably when I last saw you in February, I would have said something along the lines of, these give us a common language or a pathway, I think I probably would have said, a pathway for business. I now see it a little bit differently. What I think they are is a pathway for humanity. Hmm. And so just think about that for a minute, that what Remember when we started and we, and we said that whole thing? And by the way, we uh, for those of you uh, joining us, I hope you get that we're kind of making this up as we go. I guess. <laughs> so uh, but, but hopefully with some truths in this. And I, and I mean, I didn't start out thinking about eyeballs that when we talked about, you know, I didn't think that was where I was going to go, but we went there. So let's just go back there, right? And, we are and remember pursuing we our said. curiosity, you know, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, you go back there and say, okay, it's not looking inward, remember? It's looking outward. And so w- once you think about that and you start thinking about your business in, uh, you know, instead of, instead of being self-focused, you get others focused. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it's an incredible change uh, that occurs in your business uh, for uh, not just for, for you, but for your team as well. And we also know that team members now are wanting to work for businesses that have that inner sense of purpose. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to be going home at the end of the day going, oh, my goodness, is that all there is? No, there's much more. And, uh, you know, you and me and all of the other the other people that really get this are able now to do things in a way that we were never able to do before. That's why I said this is one of the most exciting... Well, it is, I think, the most exciting time ever.
0: I mean, having... having worked in teams in the past and, you know, like, because I work for myself now I do slightly miss the team dynamic every now and again. Yeah. Um, and I just think, yeah. you know, I wish I'd have come across B1G1 in the past because, you know, if I'd ever tried to kind of run a, a charity event or, you know, even, you know, one of the Macmillan cancer bake-off mornings, mm. you've always got certain people in the team that are not as engaged because that particular charity doesn't ring true for them personally. And, you know, you've got companies that kind of nominate a specific charity to support, because that means something to the founders, or that means something to the business, but that doesn't necessarily mean something to their client base or their team, or their whole team. And what I loved about uh, B1G1 is that, how many, was it 500 projects that you said that you've got?
1: It's 500 plus, yes. 500, and, and, uh, yeah. it's, uh, all
0: around the world, all covering all of the different sustainable development goals. So my my passion and my main interest is all around empowering others using training and education and also giving people access to what I would consider to be basic human rights, You know, things like clean water, things that we take for yeah. granted. So yeah. I tend to focus my giving on training and education and on yes. access to clean water and and projects that i yes. care specifically about but what i've also started doing is trying to put it out there to my clients and say you know what are you passionate about what kind yes. of impact do you want to make and if i had a team and hopefully when i when i have a team as i grow my business is that i can then put that out to the team and say you know what what do you want to contribute to and what do you want to support and i love that about uh, b1g1 um and you yeah you can-
1: you know, you, you can change that in a heartbeat, right? Because it's not, you know, XYZ company, your company proudly supports, you know, ABC chair It's not that. It's, you can literally change it in a heartbeat. And what's really interesting, as you suggest, is you could actually not, not just have your team members choosing different things, but you could actually have your customers mm. choosing interesting things. Or you could choose interesting things on behalf of your customers, right? Um, so this is opening up. Uh, all sorts of, and you and you can do that on your iPhone or indeed on your Android. <laughs> yeah. right? so it's uh, it's a, a really uh, a, a cool thing. By the way, talking of uh, iPhones and Androids and all that sort of stuff, what what I find really interesting is that kids get this. You know, kids really get it. Um, you start talking uh, to them about all of this, they go, "Oh my gosh, it's so you know, it's so obvious uh, to the kids," whereas. Uh, we who you know, aren't <laughs> as young as we used to be, it's like oh I can't do that. Oh you know someday you know where the kids go. Oh, let's let's do this now. And I would recommend that everybody gets that kind of kiddish curiosity and let's go do it and let's just see what happens oh but
0: that's that's the thing isn't it you know as children we are such natural like naturally curious beings you know I, I, I was one of the worst uh you know always asking why always going to people going well why are you doing that I don't understand you know that annoying kid at school always asking questions but why do we need to know this what does that mean um and always you know asking questions and I think when you're at school and when you start to get older people kind of Try to calm your curiosity down, try to get you to stop asking as many questions and kind of discover things yourself or um, just kind of tone it down a bit. And I find that the more adults I speak to are less curious than they want to be or could be because of this kind of cultural conditioning, if you like. But then when you look at children, they have no limits Mm -hmm. on this and they're always out there going, you know, with this incredible imagination this incredible curiosity to know how you could do things differently and um, I think that's what I wanted to achieve with this podcast is to try and inspire more people to be a bit more curious because you know I know it's benefited me hugely because I've never really stopped asking questions
1: (laughs) (laughs) but what's also interesting and you're so right but what's also interesting is sometimes we as adults we kind of dumb down the question and let me explain what I mean by that uh, someone, someone once said, I can't remember who it was, but someone once said, the answers are always there. It just depends on the question you ask as to yes. which answer you get. Uh, so let's imagine uh, that uh, someone listening to us now is thinking about you, you know the next quarter or something or the next year, and they're saying and they're asking this question and they're going, how could I increase my uh, my business by let's pick a number, ten percent? How could I do that, right? And think about that question for a minute and think about the, the moment you ask the question that way, if you, if you come up with something that says, oh, wow, look at that. I can actually, whoa, I didn't realize that. I can, oh, look at that. I just got an 8% change. You're going to feel really great because you're 80% of, of where you were. But what if you change the question? And instead of asking, how can I do this by, you know, by X percent? Why don't you ask, how could, I, how could I multiply this by 10? How could I do that? now?" Yeah. Just because you ask the question doesn't mean you're going to get the answer to, how can I multiply it by 10? But I can tell you that when you ask that question, when you're curious enough to ask, how can I multiply it by 10, you're not going to get an answer that's 10%. You are going to get an answer like two times, three times, and that's going to then enable you to build. And you go, my goodness, that was always there. Of course, it was always there. All you had to do was be a little more curious in the way in which you asked the question. So you're absolutely correct.
0: Yeah, And then giving yourself time to think a little bit before you ask that question, because I know that I like I was a dreadful manager when I first came into management. I was awful. Absolutely horrific. And it was when uh, it wasn't until I did my first coaching qualification because I qualified as a rowing coach many years ago. And I learned how to ask better questions and also understand that not everybody in your team thinks the same way or responds to the same sort of questioning or responds to the same things that you're doing. And that really opened my eyes into the world of coaching and the benefits of coaching and also coaching from a leadership point of view. Um, so I've done that more and more, and what I've realised is that the more you think before you splurt out the question, <laughs> you can ask better questions that would get you yeah um, responses that are going to make a much much bigger difference. Um, and I don't yeah. know about you, you might have a different book to recommend, but one book in particular that I found. Be the, the best in terms of asking questions is a, a guy called Warren Berger who wrote a book called A More Beautiful Question. And I literally yep. tell yep. everybody to read this book. It's phenomenal. It's not a big book, um, but it just helps you understand how to ask different questions and how to be a bit more curious to help you uh, do more with your life, really. It's not it's not a self-development book because it's great. You can apply it to business. You can apply it to life. You can apply it to parenting, managing your parents, you know, things like that. Yeah. Do you no, do you have I, any, I, any books that you would I,
1: recommend, Oh, you know, I, I do. I do. I do. I do. I'm reading. I'm reading. Uh, or just the finished one, actually, uh, which is a really interesting book. Um, and it it is called the right it, as in it, but it doesn't mean it, right? It's just the right it. And what it, what it looks at is how um, seemingly great ideas frequently fail, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it takes you through a series of really interesting processes and questions that it it kind of suggests you, you you really ask, which which get you focused in a very different way and enable you to find even better answers. So yeah, I I, I love that one. The other one uh, that uh, I, I like, of course, is one that came out from uh, let's see, I think it came out in twenty twelve actually. And that was that is Charles Duhigg's book called "The Power of Habit," and and what that talks about, which is so so true, is and there's a little update to that book as well, by the way, uh, which is uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what that update is called in just a minute. But uh, Charles Duhigg's book is all about how. It's not one, it's never one big hit. It's, it's all about the, you know, we don't get fit by going to the gym once, you know what I mean? It's, it's, kind of like, you've got to do these things habitually. And so, so it is that some of these tiny things that we've been talking about, when we apply them habitually in, in our business, um, you know, uh, like for, for example, think about someone right now who's running or who goes into, this is really interesting, goes into a retail store, you know, that when you go into that retail store, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you will get someone who recognizes that you actually came in, right? That's the lucky part. Yeah. And then, uh, then they're going to say something like, can I help you? And, of course, your natural response to that is, oh, well, no, thanks, I'm just looking. That's your natural response to that. But what if, if, if they, that, that's, in other words, their habit becomes almost they're asking the question because they know they're going to get a no response, therefore they don't have to do anything. Right? But what if they were to ask a question that was a slightly different question? And what if they were to say, oh, welcome to the store. It's so great to see you. Uh, by the way, what are you actually looking for today? Just that simple little change, right? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. All of a sudden, and then you make that change habitual. Uh, it, it really does uh, bring out some interesting things. By the way, the update on that book is called The Atomic um, and I can't remember off the top of my head, the author, I've got it here on my phone so I can find it, but uh, I, I will find it. But anyway, it's a really cool book, uh, thinking about very micro things about which we have to be curious and, and uh, that, that, actually make a major, major difference. And so, you know, if you're listening to this now, um, and, and you, what have you heard us say, right? Throughout the time, small things. Right? small, tiny things and keep on you know, being curious about those things and actually learn to ask even better questions than the one in which you're doing now. In other words, be more curious and you're going to find all sorts of interesting answers. Not necessarily to run a quote-unquote bigger business because, as we said earlier on, it's not about bigger. It's kind of about better. How mm-hmm. could we do it in a better way? In a better way for us uh, you know where we, where you know where we do have more freedom by, by uh, you know not necessarily working you know 24 hours a day as uh, you know most startups do, but really doing it in a smart way using all of the tools that are there now through technology to make remember the story of Joe to make things so much easier for us and for the customers uh, who we have the privilege to serve.
0: We talked about technology. um, So I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. um, But I completely agree about The Power of Habit. Fantastic book. And I'm definitely going to check out the other two books as well. Um, By the way, the author of that
1: book, just quickly, the author of that book, here we go, Atomic Habits, is James Clear, as in clear. So it is a very book full of clarity as well. So James Clear.
0: There we go. And I will include the links to these books in the show notes on my website as well. So you don't need to worry about scrambling and trying to find a piece of paper right now. Um, But the, the... (laughs) but the point about technology um, is that um, you know we talked about um like a phone app and um one of the one of the things that i was uh, a bit well it's it's quite simple really i think from my point of view but i was quite blown away by it but there is a b1g1 phone app so if you are doing Mm -hmm. a presentation you're speaking you can um you can give um give to projects uh, through the app and then as you're giving to those projects you get like a little cheer that's right, isn't mm. it, So it's just its sort of a yeah, it
1: really it engaging I, I could, uh, Yeah, I, I could uh, actually. You can play it through. <laughs> I, I could, I could, I could. I mean, what I'm actually doing uh, on just to show you how simple this is. and I, I know you—you you can't actually see it, but uh, let's let's talk about something that I don't understand, and I'm not sure if you understand it either. Uh, but that is, I don't understand carbon credits. I don't understand what that is, you know. Okay. And I don't understand. When I book a flight, you know, it says, and and, you know, so the result is that we don't do it. But what I do understand is planting trees. I understand that, right? I understand that trees are good, airline flights are not so good. So I have a little thing on my my app that says this when I take a flight, it says, I plant 24 trees to help restore the environment. That's what I do. So let's imagine I was taking a flight today, which I'm not, but I'll, I'll get myself in credit here. And I just put it in right there and I'm just going to say add it in and you'll hear. There you heard, at least I hope you heard the little, yeah, did
0: it come through? <laughs> <laughs> It's just such an engaging tool, because if you are speaking at an event, if you're, uh, you know, yeah. I've used this one, I've spoken at an event before, you're kind of demonstrating the power of giving, but also engaging with the audience at the same time. And I think that engagement tool is so, so important. And uh, one thing that I wanted to, or two things that I wanted to touch upon was... Um, how V1G1 uh, have made these kind of like tools and widgets available to help uh, businesses engage better with their team and also with their clients by using these interactive widgets that you can embed on your website. Now, how long did it take you to uh, like kind of come up with this idea, develop this, and, and make it accessible to everybody?
1: Oh, well, <laughs> again, the idea, the idea is actually quite simple. And these days, you know, you can do that in you know, rapid time. Uh, so, I think if we go back to the initial uh, 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 development of that uh it was we scheduled it to be a six week period um, and it actually became an eight week period and that yeah. was mostly because of apple by the way uh, <laughs> uh so yeah it can it can happen very very quickly these days and by the way that 's another interesting point i I think one of the things that we uh we do learn is that um, you know, perfect is 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 not the best way necessarily. You know, because people do want to stop and make things perfect. Well, thank you, what I actually think is we we need to get things out out there, so that, or as Seth Godin would say, ship, 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 right? And and just get it out there so that people can actually experience it, and then as a result of that, you can you know build those experiences because you know you you, you uh, into the things that you do and really connect with customers in really interesting ways. And one of the things we do in, in B1G1, uh, we uh, actually make uh, members part of the, the whole development uh, process, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah. And, and again, that's another thing, right? That one of the things that I think we, we need to do is to recognize that, and we've used this word a, a couple of times, it's a C word, just like curiosity. Um, and so the word is this, It it really is all about connection. If there's one thing that this is about, that everything we do, it's not about marketing, it's not about selling, it's not about promoting, it's not about all of those things. What it's actually about is connecting. And so if we can look at everything from the lens of when when we're writing a blog, for example, when we're doing whatever it is we're doing, and instead of asking like, oh, well, how am I you know, how am I going to sort of turn this into a sales message? How am I going to convince people to do this or persuade people to do that? All we need to do is think about it from how am I going to connect, right? And the moment we do that, and by the way, the the reason that B1G1 uh, works so well, just to get back to that, is because a lot of people think, you know, just from the the example that we just had, that that's about you know connecting with customers and connecting with team members, which of course it is, but It's also about connecting with ourselves. And, you know, a story, um, a very quick story, Charlie, I I don't think you've heard, uh, but I think most of the people joining us now would have heard this phrase, out of the mouths of babes comes wisdom. And so I remember once where we uh, had been on a B1G1 study tour and it turns out that one of the people, his name is uh, Jeremy, he bought his daughter, whose name is Jessica. And Jessica at the time was 14. And so Jessica's with us and she has this amazing experience on the study tour. And then through a particular set of circumstances, I got asked if I could go to Jessica's school uh, to talk with her class. Well, by the time I got there, it wasn't the class. The, the uh, principal of the school decided it should be the entire school. So There's 540 kids <laughs> right in this, in this thing. And Jessica, who's, who's a very quiet uh, person, and uh, she was going to uh, do the introduction, and so, uh, so I said to Jess, uh, "Just uh, is there one thing that you would like me to leave behind in the in the speech? If there's one thing you wanted me to share, what would it be?" And uh, she said, "Oh, I'm very clear on that." And I said, "Okay, so what is it?" And she said, "Well, and it relates to giving, right?" She said, "Well, when we give, we often think." that the beneficiary is the person who receives the giving, right? That, that's who we think the beneficiary is. But she says, she said, but what I now understand is actually we're the beneficiary of doing it. I mean, isn't that just, a, you know, out of the mouths of the babes, right? And, and again, the moment you realize that, the moment you realize that, you, you will not get into this Sunday aisle Going, you know what? This actually makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll start doing that as well, right? And then when you do, you'll just and, and you'll do it not because you, you not because you, you're gonna reap rewards or anything like that, but just because it's better for you. And there's so much stuff now, as you know, uh, Charlie, that is there that says, you know, what's one of the secrets of growth businesses? Answer. They have giving right at the core. What's one of the What's one of the What's one of the things of happy people? Answer: They have thinking about others and giving right at their core. Mm-hmm. And so this is uh, you know a, a very central thing uh, to us living better lives and at the same time helping others live them as well.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly exactly why I set up my business because I wanted to create a bigger impact in the world and my kind of ethos is around a very much giving culture. It's not necessarily in terms of like giving impacts like giving money away all the time but you know it's i've always found that if you give whether it's you're giving advice you're giving um help or support to somebody it doesn't always have to be in monetary terms but if you have a giving first approach then you actually receive so much more and you live a much more fulfilled life and exactly what you said before about connections is that the businesses that i've been fortunate to work at in the past and also what i do now is all around. Yeah, connecting your team together, connecting your business with your clients, connecting your messaging with your market, or rather your market with your messaging. (laughs) And it is all around (laughs) creating those connections, because when you can get that right, that's really where things start to take off, and you get more referral business. You get more people talking about you, um, and especially for startups with really small marketing budgets, or uh, sort of businesses that have got large R and D costs and they're putting all the money into that, is that you really do rely on that word of mouth marketing, and you do rely yeah. on yeah. a lot of people talking about you in a favourable way. Uh, so yeah, the more connections you can create, the better that you will do. For sure, exactly
1: right. Exactly right. Um, yeah. And it's it's so easy nice. to get started. As well. I think that is the one thing because
0: um, I, I was chatting to um, chatting to a couple of people yesterday because I went to a, a conference. um It's a geospatial conference down in London. I've been going to it for many years now, which is all around surveying and measurement. So people that take a lot of um surveys and, and you know measure things with laser scanners and all sorts of other things. but well, no, that's one of the user. things
1: I used to do at uh, Hewlett Packard. Funnily enough, way back then. Yeah, I know. Those
0: things right yeah you started talking about mining and i was like oh yeah i spent six years working in the mining industry so I'm very familiar with that I one but it's that kind of as a mentality, especially a lot of people think of marketing as I need large marketing budgets in order to you know, mm. get my message out there. Mm. I need, um, uh, large budgets or I can't afford to spend what I want to spend on marketing. I can't afford to spend on a mentor or a coach or a coaching community. Um, I can't afford to give back to charity or I can't afford to make a contribution in this world because I'm not quite there yet. And what, I love about the B one G one is just so accessible to anybody. I mean, you know, like I'm still very, very new into business. You know, I'm not turning over millions, so I can't all that kind of hit that success, whatever that means. Um, but you can still get started, and you know, you can you can give a child access to clean water for as little as a cent. You know, which yep. for me, that that really blew my mind when I first came to the community. Amazing. I was just Isn't like, that? just for a amazing, cent, really. Right? Anybody can afford that.
1: Yeah. Yep. And, and and indeed, and you know, the but you can you can be a part of the movement and connect in. I think if I were to put it in, uh, uh, when we're talking in the US, we say it's a dollar a day, but I think in uh, in the UK we would say it's something like seventy-seven cents a day or something. So consider that in relation to oh, let me get a cup of coffee. Well, that's probably a little more than seventy-seven cents. <laughs> <laughs> It is. Um, so it's when you, you put it into know, you,
0: perspective like that don't you? you start comparing it to the other things that you spend um i, I do really? that a lot with with people because they're like, oh, i can't afford something because i think when you think about pricing you think that somebody's taking something away from you so they're taking your money away mm-hmm. from you rather than thinking yeah. okay well what am i investing in what am i going to get back from that investment um and it's just like yeah you spend so much money on coffee every day but you could instead funnel that investment (laughs) you know into a membership to be able to give people. One of the things
1: you are quite right. One of the things we we tend to not do is ask the question of, well what if I did? What if I did? Yeah. What what that could you know that could come in? What if I did? What have I what I got to lose by doing this? And the answer is or by doing you know, whatever it is. And the answer is nothing. It's so much stuff uh, and and you know and in b one g one, as you know, uh, we say to people by the way if 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 you don 't like it, guess what, we give you your money back, so you know, there's no, no risk to doing any of this right yeah um, so yeah, I, I I would hope that uh, you know because uh, you, you know you 're a, a fabulous ambassador uh for what 's going on here, and the people listening to us uh, now uh, they can 't do what I can do which is see your smile and I can see. You know, your eyes lighting up when you talk about these things and and just imagine you know going through the day like that right as a result of doing something that you were saying about you know taking action on some things right now right yeah I you know you're you're right on point. We we could spend all day talking about it, couldn't we? I was just yeah I was just thinking
0: that just looking at the time I was like we could be talking for hours and hours and hours. Um so just to kind of wrap up really um you know I've uh, I will include all of the show notes on my website. Also, if you want to know how I incorporate uh, giving into my business, then if you go to charliewyman.com instead of forward slash podcast, just go forward slash business for good. You can see some information about the sustainable development goals and what it is that I'm Definitely. doing uh, from a micro business exactly. point of view. But then also if you go to the B1G1 website, then you've got a whole plethora of information and case studies and examples and lots of other stuff uh, to get stuck into. And
1: actually, yeah, and actually, one of the things that uh, uh, one of the team members uh, here, um, and you know, we run a very lean team, and they were hearing what was going on 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 you know because they, they're hearing my side of all of this, and they sent me a little note on Slack, and uh, the little note said. Oh, Paul, you might want to pass this on to people. Right. So I'm mean, serious. I'm not, not making this up. This is the first <laughs> time I've been to, I'm serious. This is the first time I've been to this page. So if you want to take a note of this page, it's this b1g1.com forward slash Paul P-A-U-L, and then a hyphen, as in, you know, a hyphen, above the line hyphen, and then gift as in G I F T. Now, I I, I, I I'm I am i am clicking it right now. I did it about 10 minutes ago. Uh, just to uh, and I'd never seen it before and oh it's really cool and what it says is that when you go there we're going to give you this uh, new little thing seriously quite new uh which is a a a, a little little book uh which you can download it's called 19 extraordinary power of small ideas to transform your business and so when you go there and uh, you you want to be part of all of this then you will be able to get that. So remember Paul uh, or bmgm.com forward slash Paul hyphen gift G-I-F-T. And seriously, uh, Charlie, I've not even seen that page before. So that was literally on on the fly for you right there.
0: Well, I will put a link to that on my website and highly recommend that you go to the B1G1 website, access your gift, go and read that book, because honestly, you will absolutely love it. Um, So if anybody wants to get in touch with you or find out more, what is the best way of doing it? Although I do have to say that literally, if you're in London or Europe, and if you're in Europe, it's well worth the trip. It's a two day event in October. I'll include the link on the website, but Paul and Masami are going to be there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah
1: uh yeah, yeah I, I think we're not supposed to sort of say that we are but yes we are
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go you heard it here first um paul and masami are going to be there as well it's going to be an absolutely fantastic event um o- organized by the wonderful steve pipe um i will include all of the information on my website it's very very worth booking on to go because uh, it will be oh, brilliant it's
1: um, it's an and
0: yeah, so like, how how can people keep in touch with you, and what's what's the best way other than everything well, that we talked
1: uh, about? Drop it there on uh, th- that link uh, that you that we mentioned uh, a while a little uh, while back. There, uh, the uh, b one g onecom forward slash paul gift, or if people want to drop me an email, which of course would be very nice, it's just simply paul at b one g onecom But of course, the best way to connect is connect with Charlie, right? We talk about uh, about connection. And uh, of course, Charlie is so uh, you know one of the most connected people that you could ever meet, and is doing <laughs> great things uh before you we opened up this. She was telling me that uh, she'd been here in Singapore and doing all sorts of wonderful things, so connect with Charlie or connect with me there you go you've got a nice nice choice and talking about connecting i, I just want to say um charlie uh you know we we uh, we we had some uh, uh times. Uh, in in the past couple of weeks, which for reasons that we don't want to go into, we we had to kind of miss. Um, and I've been looking forward so much to uh, having this conversation with you. And how thrilling is it that you know I can have the conversation with you? But you know, all of the people that are there listening to the podcast can actually be a part of it. So I just want to give a shout out to you for making it possible and importantly for the people who are listening. Hopefully what's happened is we've given you some ideas and some insights that make a difference to your world so that you can then use those to make a difference to others' worlds as well.
0: Oh, i love it and thank you so much for coming on uh onto the podcast because it's the evening time for you now isn't it
1: You're... yes it is it is it is It is. yes
0: bear o'clock. <laughs> i think we're
1: seven hours we're seven hours uh, ahead of you uh uh right here uh yeah seven hours that's right we are yeah it's Definitely. uh 13 hours by plane but seven hours by time if you know what i mean
0: yeah so it's beer <laughs> o'clock for you and it's just getting you know sort of the start of the day for me <laughs> uh,
1: coffee o'clock for you okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much and it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on here i can't wait to share this interview with everybody else as well thank you
1: it's an absolute privilege thanks charlie bye
0: bye when you're working on exciting projects in tech or trying to change the world it's hard to focus on marketing and it might not seem like a big priority for you right now Talking about what you're working on and the driving force behind why you're doing it will help you raise your profile in your industry and keep your audience up to date and interested. My goal for this podcast is to share the amazing things that businesses and individuals are working on that will shape the world of tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share it with the others that you think would benefit. If you liked it loads, then feel free to leave me a review. All the show notes and any links mentioned in today's episode will be available on my website. That's charliewyman.com forward slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Ciao for now. Bye.